Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. You see them everywhere in San Francisco. Luxury doggy daycares, dog gyms, dog spas, even dog bakeries. It's pretty clear that San Francisco loves dogs. Today, in honor of our furry companions, we're going to be answering a few questions about dogs. You're listening to Bay Curious. I'm Jessica Placek, in for Olivia Allen Price. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hi there. I'm Randa Dirfetah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. We often hear that there are more dogs than children in San Francisco. But listener Michelle Speck wants to know, is it true? And I also think there are less children in San Francisco than a typical city. Due to the many reasons, it's hard to raise them there. But I also think it's hard to have a dog in the city. That's what makes me question if there are actually more dogs than children. To get to the bottom of this, I headed to our local animal shelter. I met up with KQED data reporter Lisa Pickoff-White in a kennel with a cute dog about two feet tall, golden brown face, and a white speckled body. Oh, what a good boy. Who is this guy? Murphy. Murphy is so active, loving his chew toy. Murphy. (laughs) Um, And the reason we're here is uh, our question asker wants to know if there are more dogs than babies. So, Lisa, is it true? There are definitely more dogs than babies in San Francisco. And not only that, but there are more dogs than there are children under the age of 18 in San Francisco. And in 2017, actually, only 13% of our population here was children under 18. And that's the lowest in the nation. Yep. San Francisco has the lowest percentage of children of any major U.S. city. 
And so we're kind of unique because actually SF and Seattle are the only cities where less than 20% of households have kids. But we're also a little different, which is kind of fun because people in SF seem to really love their dogs. But in Seattle, actually, it seems like they're a little bit more cat loving. So they have more households with cats than more households with children, according to several different studies. <laughs> oh my God, he's too cute. <laughs> okay, so pretty much we've got a lot of dogs, but more importantly, we have fewer kids. So the myth is true more dogs than kids. And it's been this way for a while. But why are there so few kids? Lisa's crunched the numbers and found a couple theories that might explain why. So there's been an 11% increase since 2010 to 2016 in the amount of children between newborns and the age of five. Basically, there are a lot more babies in the city right now, but they're not sticking around when they get to school age. A lot of people say is it's because of two things. One, that some parents seem to move out because they say that they have issues with the school system. And then another thing, of course, is the big issue in SF, housing. So less than 40% of new developments in the city since 2010 have been larger than a one bedroom. She's saying the majority of new housing isn't geared toward families. We also know that families aren't really occupying larger units. For instance, only about 30% of places that have more than three bedrooms or just three bedrooms in the city are occupied by families with children. Oh, interesting. So it's mostly like people cohabitating who were just friends or something like that. Yeah, so that those are definitely taken up by people who are cohabitating, roommates, also people who are older who just don't have kids anymore. Wild. Okay, well, thank you, Lisa Pickoff-White. Thank you. He knows this game. Fun fact, Tulsa is actually the U.S. city with the most dogs per capita. Here with our next dog-related question is reporter Ryan Levy. Rona Kramer rides the Muni Metro almost every day, and down underground, without phone reception, she often finds herself pondering this one sign on the train. There is a sign on Muni that basically says that any number of service, signal, or guide dogs are allowed on the train, free and unmuzzled. And for years, actually, I've wondered, well, it's not any number of dogs. There's got to be some limit to how many could you, like, stuff the train full of dogs. And I just always have this image of, like, how full could we stuff the train with dogs? She likes to describe it as a seven-layer dip of dogs. (laughs) Weird thought, but hey, we're here for our listeners. Listeners with burning, unique questions like, What does this sign mean? And why is it there? And how many dogs really could fit? I was intrigued, so I hopped on a train with Rona. Which train are we on? Uh, we're on the N. We're heading out to uh, the ballpark. First question to answer. Why did Muni put up this sign? I was talking to folks at Muni at the SFMTA, and no one knew exactly kind of the specific incident. They were pretty sure at some point in the past there were already some service animals on a train. Someone else wanted to get onto a train with their guide dog. They were told they couldn't. There was some sort of miscommunication somewhere along the way. And so these signs were put in place as a way to be very clear with everyone that anyone with their service dog is allowed on, regardless of if there are already service animals on the train. That's as best as we can figure is why these signs have been put on the train. Well, it's great. Um, it makes a lot of sense. I imagine it would be really hard if there was an issue, you know, that you'd have to like miss your train or something like that. So um, yeah, hopefully it's worked. Now that we know why the sign is there, 
it's time for the main event. How many dogs could we squeeze onto a Muni train? Rona is pumped. <laughs> I'm so overwhelmed. This is not a practical endeavor. It's going to get absurd, and we're going to have to take a few mathematical liberties. I mean, we're figuring out how many dogs we could cram into a train. But not just any dog. It is now my pleasure to introduce to you our friend, Luna. <laughs> Luna is the new puppy of Bay Curious producer Susie Racho. She's a small little Yorkie Terrier mix. Very cute, very loved, and recently trained. Ow. Luna, be good. Adorable. Yeah, very precious. We're going to see how many Lunas we could fit inside the train. There are two ways we can do the math, by weight or by volume. Let's start with weight. A Muni train can hold up to 50,000 pounds. And Luna? She's about 12 pounds. Let's crunch the numbers. We could get over 4,100 Lunas into this train just by weight. <laughs> I love it. Imagine now like the line of Lunas out the door like waiting to enter the train. They're all tagging on with their clipper cards. <laughs> That'd be great. 4,100 Lunas is a lot, but that's just by weight. With volume, we can find out how many dogs, specifically Luna dogs, we could literally cram into a train if we took out all the seats. This is where we finally find the recipe for Rona's seven-layer dip of dogs. I'm so ready. It sounds delicious. First, we need the volume of a train. A standard Muni train is nine feet wide, 11 and a half feet high, and 75 feet long. That comes to a volume of 7,762 and a half cubic feet. And what's the volume of our free friend Luna? Just a titch over one cubic foot. That makes the math pretty easy here. We have uh, 7,350 Lunas that we can get into here. That's a solid number. I like that number. Again, that's 7,350 Lunas. I don't think I can literally imagine that many dogs. dogs. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen, I mean, I don't know how many dogs I've seen in one place, you know. I don't know, maybe like 50 dogs, yeah. you know? And then you're like, imagine putting 7,000 in here. Oh my God. That sounds very intimidating. Like, I'd not want to be inside of the train. <laughs> I don't think there'd be room for us with that. No, I, I, think, I think Luna has taken over. I think yeah, the, yeah. the many, many Lunas have taken oh over. <laughs> Thanks to reporters Ryan Levy and Lisa Pickoff White, and our question askers Michelle Speck and Rona Kramer. And thanks to Luna's mom, Susie Racho. You can find Luna on Instagram at SFLunaPup. We're taking next week off for Memorial Day, but we'll be back in June with more answers to your questions about the Bay Area. Bay Curious is made by Olivia Allen Price, Paul Lancor, Ryan Levy, Susie Racho, Amanda Font, Katie McMurrin, Erica Kelly, Julia McAvoy, and me, Jessica Placzek. Our editorial team includes David Weir, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. I'm Jessica Placzek. Ciao. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? 
Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest, and I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just... What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.